What word are we not going to say anymore? Shit. Who, who's allowed to say that word? Grown-ups. Grown-ups, that's right. Live from Bernie, Texas, this is episode 43 of the Dadgum Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Banduho, and I am here with my buddy Pete Hart. Pete, it's been a while. How you doing? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, doing really well. Very happy to be here. Thank you, listeners. If you're hearing my voice right now, like from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Happy to be here. I'm doing it for you guys. Let's let's talk some dad stuff. Let's do that. It's been a while. You were off parading in Europe, which I'm sure we'll uh, we'll hear about. Um, you know, many many people are saying that you started the fire at, at Notre Dame, and I, you know, you weren't there, but many people are saying that you started that fire. No, I have. I have. Uh, we didn't start the fire. Billy Joel, classic. Uh, <laughs> here on Dadgum Podcast, we cover fatherhood, dad lifestyle, famous fictional dads, uh, nostalgia from our childhood, and just all things fatherhood. That's uh, what we do. Um, if you're into fatherhood, if you're enjoying this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, share with your friends. Share with your parents. Share with your aunts and uncles, your parent friends. Share with anything who'd be interested in some, you know, in big dad energy. Can you do that for us? Kyle, did you know that you can like tweet podcasts? You can. You can RT. Yeah. Or, I mean, you could just like copy a link. There's like, they have buttons on there on the podcast thing. And we'll be tweeting at our podcast link uh, at the Dadgum Pod on Twitter, at Dadgum Podcast on Instagram. We do that. We uh, we throw up good dad pictures on the gram. So, so you can do that too. It's a great place to follow us. Absolutely. So, Kyle. Let's talk about this week in parenthood. You ready? Yeah, I'm I'm ready and I know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh so how was your week? Well, Pete, to make a, a long story short and for anyone who uh who follows me on Twitter at Kyle Banduho, you might already know this. My kid cut his fucking hair off with safety scissors last week. That's fucking awesome. That's, if, that's uh, just really again great. I I tweeted a picture of it. We had an oops. Uh so here, here was the deal. I was downstairs cooking dinner. Um, my child has been using scissors in school. They, you know, they taught him how to use safety scissors and everything. And he likes playing with construction paper and and coloring and and cutting out things. And he's been cutting out like hearts and Easter eggs and things upstairs in construction paper. I felt like he was a trustworthy dude. I put I put my faith in this guy. I got him some his own safety scissors, neon green. You know, I um. I put I put my faith in the wrong person. So I'm downstairs <laughs> cooking dinner, and I hear him say something about cutting hair. And a little background: uh, his school week was themed for Fiesta, which is a big thing down here in San Antonio. And it was I think it was a Tuesday night. So Wednesday was Crazy Hair Day, and we had gone to no. Walmart and bought some blue hairspray. Just to, to spray some blue dots in his hair or some shit. I don't know. I, did, I wanted him to participate. He's got a very he had he has very short hair and like already like he had he had recently gotten a buzz cut, so we couldn't do anything with like spiking or putting in a mohawk or something stupid. So I got him a little blue hairspray. While I was downstairs making dinner, apparently that wasn't good enough. And when I heard him say something about cutting his hair, I was expecting like oh he just he took out a chunk in the front and whatever and i walked upstairs and there was my kid there was a pile of hair on the floor and he had taken out a couple really big chunks down to like the skin somehow did not cut himself with his quote-unquote safety scissors had taken a few chunks down to the skin and it was not a good look and right away i was furious but i also started laughing really hard which like I'm I'm not good at discipline in that regard. Like when it's something that should not be tolerated, but is also funny, like him saying something awful, but it's funny, or cutting his own hair. I'm just not good at it. And like my fiance wasn't home, and she would have been better at it. She would have been she would have been livid. Um, but yeah, so I was just like. I was at a loss really for like five minutes. I was like, I didn't know what to do. Uh, I was like, I mean, I guess I could shave it off, but really the only way to rectify it was to make him completely bald. 
So I didn't mm-hmm. want to do that, especially before crazy hair day. I like, so I, I was at a loss. I was kind of panicked. So I was like, all right, let's, let's go in the shower. I vacuumed up his hair off the floor we have carpet upstairs. <laughs> uh, got him in the shower and like kind of, I told him, I was like, listen, like it's very dangerous for you to cut your own hair. We go to the haircut place for a reason. This is not something you can do. And he, I think right away he realized I fucked up and you know, we're, we're, we're two weeks out now and he hasn't cut his hair again. So that's good. Uh, knock on wood, but I got him, uh, I got him showered off. I got, I got his hair off and, uh, I kind of surveyed the damage. I took some pictures for posterity's sake. I sent them to his email for him, for all of us to laugh at later. And then I put them on Twitter for everyone to laugh at. Uh, right. Again, that that's yeah. at Kyle Banduho if you want to if you want to reference that pick. But uh, the next morning, instead of using the blue hair spray to just put dots in his hair, I used it to cover bald spots. So that is the great safety scissor haircut story. That that was my this week in Parenthood. There's really y'all, nothing else to compare to that. Y'all really need to like see this picture. It, it, there's. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. I think if you gave me a hundred thousand words, I would get somewhere close to how cool this picture is. It's just, it's wonderful. Kyle, how long have we known each other? Like, it's been like three years now. We've been dad podcasting for a full year at this point. Over a year, yeah. This is the type of event that they make movies out of. And you just have to witness it for yourself. You just have to. It's it like so a scene great. from Family Matters. <laughs> it's, it probably was. I'm trying to think of like, I'm sure that they were like family movies, family comedies. Like, oh my gosh. Funny. The funny kid cut his hair. It, well, it could have been worse. Some like I got tagged in a video by a couple friends, like a couple people, like a couple day, like a couple days ago. Of this woman who posted a video, it was like a mom blogger, I think. She had a lot of followers, but her son had found like the the buzzer, like the electric the electric buzzer thing, and had shaved not only his head but his sister's head too. Oh, nice! So it could have been worse. It could have been. It could have been. It could have been better too, though. I mean, let's be. It could have. Yeah. He could have. He could have not done it. That would have been tight. <laughs> um, sweet, Pete. What what is your this week in parenthood been like? How was you know? T- tell us how was Europe and what was it like being away from child for that long? Oh, you know, it was a drag. You miss the little tyke. You wonder what he's up to. Wonder what he's eating. Wonder like what he's into these days. Because I mean, you know, they grow up and all everything. So you know, got to got to got to keep tabs on what they're into and who they're talking to, who their friends are. You know. What kind of smack they're slinging, that sort of thing. But no, it was great. Uh, this is the first big vacation we've had uh, since the kid was born. Um, for a solo vacation, or parents, parents' vacation. Yes, first uh, vacation without the kid, that, exactly. Um, yes, and we had a good, I mean, we had a great time. It was Italy. I'm not really going to, if you want italian recommendations i guess i'm not i don't speak italian i'm not that big of a uh, expert on wine or food but you know you can holler at me if you feel like it um but no it was it was nice it was honestly there's a little bit of an adjustment period where you like wonder what the hell's happening like you feel lost and irresponsible and like that you're forgetting your keys constantly because there's not something that's with you at all times that you need to be responsible for. So, but once you get over that, it's nice and you just kind of live with it and you do your own thing and have a good time and, um, come back refreshed and full of love and appreciation for your family. So that's how my last two weeks were. Is there anything better than the reunion with child after a long time away? Um, Reunion with dog competes with it. Okay. <laughs> uh, what I I say that, but no, no. Child like knocks that one out of the park because my dog 
like jumped all over me, ruined everything that I was wearing. Um, she just like could not deal with seeing me. So she, uh, tore my shirt and shorts and peed on me. Um, that's hot. <laughs> I just she, pictured you like walking in the door, just dressed like Italian trash. Yeah. Just like no. completely <laughs> new outfit. I was, I was dressed like Galveston beach trash. So just, that's not great trash. It's, it's my lowest common denominator. That's, that's who I am at my core, I guess. Um, but yeah, it, here's what's funny is I was even like, uh, I, I knew this was this was coming, so I texted my friend Davey, who was taking care of him, taking care of my dog, and I was like, "Hey, we can't do this inside. It's gonna it's gonna be an issue." Uh, <laughs> and so uh, I was like, "So I I got out of my car, like, hey Davey, I'm outside now," and I just the door opens, and she can't like. She's, it was in the dark and everything. So she's like, Hey, who the hell is this? She you know, barks. And then she realizes that it's me and just like starts crying and it just tackles me and just scratches everything up and just like pees herself. She's so happy. It was, I knew it was again. I knew, I knew it was coming. I earned it. Whatever. Anyway. So that's, that's vacation time with Pete, with dad Pete, I guess. Uh, moving on. If we don't, mind because i don't really give a shit about my own vacation because it's done um one of the things that i wanted to talk about is how great it is to make fun of your kids amazing topic it's a, it's a wonderful topic i think everybody does it it's the main reason that people have kids honestly is to make their jokes better worked for us but um one of the things that i was thinking about is that as your kids progress in age and as they get older, the things that you get to make fun of them about progress as well. Like your entire humor lifestyle on a daily basis matures as this child matures. Does that make sense? I'm following you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Okay. So, you know what's really funny with six months olds? Six month olds? Not as much. Not much, really. Well, they fart a lot. It's, yeah, I mean, that, that's funny. Yeah. Unless, like, it's on you. I mean, that's funny the first time, but, like, after a couple times, you're like, okay. Like, I gotta I gotta go places. I can't smell like fart. Right. But it's funny. A little bit. As they get older, they start saying funny stuff. Sometimes it offends people. Sometimes it hurts your own feelings. That sort of thing. But sometimes. Oh, man, sometimes especially when they get conversationally capable, it gets pretty darn funny. I mean, are you following me now? Yeah, well, I mean, because they're, I mean, shout out to a show by a, a host that we're not going to mention, but kids do say the darndest things. And the the older they get and the more they kind of talk like grown-ups, but grown-ups with a very limited grasp on the English English language with like a fancy word mixed in here or there, it's really funny. Or just general logic. I mean, yeah, zero logic. They're they're dumb. Let's not let's not give kids too much credit here. Um, yeah, I mean, your children. You always say, "Oh, so they're super smart. They're super intelligent. They surprise me every day," which they do. But they're also idiots. Yeah. Just children in general. Until like age twenty four, I think everyone's really stupid. And then even then, like seventy five percent of people are just still really stupid. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, so anyway, I was thinking about this because uh, I just had a, a I I can't I, if only I had like a GoPro on or if I was filming this, I didn't know how funny this was going to be. But it took me by surprise. It was a normal morning. Get my kid ready. Go to daycare. All that sort of thing. And he's like, Daddy, I want to. You know, I can get I can get dressed myself. He thinks he's mature. So like I'm like, all right, yeah, 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 let's you go for it. Whatever. Daddy's gonna go put on his shirt and I'll be back and we can go to school. So I do that. I'm ready. Ready to go get in the car. Come back. And <laughs> walk around the corner into his room. And 
he's uh, standing there with his shirt on backwards with the face that, like, you know the face where he's just, a, like, the kid's about to start just flipping out and bawling. Distraught he, face. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it keep happening to me? Like, <laughs> like crying, breaking down crying because his shirt's on backwards, which I guarantee you he... This is exactly what happened. He put his shirt down, spread out, like carefully, like he's about to iron it or something, looking at the logo. And then he put it on and it turned out backwards. And he didn't like that. So he took it off, did the exact same thing, put it on, logo turned. I don't know if I was on the, I don't know if I caught him at like putting the shirt on version two or three or four or five, honestly. Uh, But he just. (laughs) <laughs> he, he was with it enough to know that the logo should go in front and that he committed to himself like like figuring this out and it, it was obviously distressing because he like, like seriously he was about to break down crying saying why is this why does this keep happening to me with the shirt on backwards and it was this doesn't play on the funny bit of that as much but your kid like kids learning how to dress themselves not like pick out their own clothes because you can't trust them to do that at all but actually being able to put on their own clothes and like you not having to do it like now in the morning being able to give my kid a school outfit and be like hey go you can you know go put this on while i get dressed is great it's like Oh, yeah. It's not as great as him being able to wipe his own ass, but it's close. It's in the same conversation. It's not... It's in the same family of tasks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, the king of that task is changing diapers. Like, actually being able to go shit in the toilet. That's 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 A, number one. Yeah. And it, and it affects your pocketbook. Like I can't, I can't, I can't even, can't even explain. It's it's not only it also saves you time too. Yeah, it, the rest of all the other stuff we're talking about is just time saving. But you know, if you like hundreds of dollars a month, you know, that you can keep, as opposed to like giving to someone else, then yeah, I mean, not shitting in diapers. Keeping hundreds of dollars a month is that something that would interest you? Because, boy, boy, do I have a suggestion. First of all, have a kid and give it to somebody else for a long time. Then the kid gets old enough that you can keep it. Like like age 17 and a half? Yeah, that's that's, that's Kyle and I's bad bit session for today. Well, we'll talk about some bad dads who do things worse than that uh, here in... Here in a little bit. Oh no! I just said bad bits. That was bad, bad bits. bits. That was our that was our radio bit session. We should do that. We're gonna try everything. Bad until, radio bits. Until you sons of bitches start telling everybody to listen to our podcast, we're gonna give all all the bad podcast bits that you can take. You're listening to ninety eight point eight The Wall. Uh, <laughs> Pete, I want to flip over to some Big Dad Energy of the Week. Now remember, you're listening 96. to 96.7 K-Dad. K-D-A-D, <laughs> playing all the dad hits from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. It's just nothing but Bruce Springsteen and Billy Joel the entire time. Um, I want to flip over some Big Dad Energy. We're recording this, you know, uh, we're recording this in the middle of the week of... Uh, of April 15th, you're listening to this on April 23rd, but it is our first episode since the big cat himself, Tiger Woods, won the Masters. And obviously, we, we don't have any golf takes that have not been spewed over the past week. I've listened to multiple podcasts just talking about nothing but but Tiger and his golf. Congrats to Tiger. But it was an amazing dad moment, him walking off the 18th green. But was it? Oh, yeah, it was. You can't even... There's no way you can deny that that was a great dad moment. No matter, like, what about Tiger and his personality and his personal transgressions and everything he's gone through, like, Tiger hugging his kids and, like, being there for his kids and his kids actually getting to see him win a major, which they've never done, like, that that was awesome. 
that was a that was a big dad energy moment for sure. Okay. I gotta this isn't even a lukewarm take. This is massively cold. Or hot. I don't know which take which temperature take is bad. What's it what's it what's what's the bad temperature of a take? Is it cold or hot? I think it's hot if it's a bad take. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean I'm coming in with the scorcher here. Not a great dad moment. Okay, kids, explain yourself. Okay, so his kids have never seen... His kids are like 11. Like, all they know is that they're rich because his dad is good at golf. Like that's Well, he said in the past they only know him as, like, the YouTube golfer. They've never seen him actually in legit action winning something important. I think it was important for him and them. I mean, first of all, if I told my kid that I'm the YouTube golfer, like that's literally the only TV channel he knows. So that's the coolest shit in the entire world. That's first things first. I mean, would you rather tell your kid like, hey, I was hot shit back in the day or show your kid I'm the hottest shit on the planet right now? Sure, I get I get that argument sort of. I don't know. I, I, I'm just not convinced. And here's like, all right. So between Tiger and him kid and his kids, yes. No, I don't. I'm, I'm not disrespecting that. Like, I would love to tell my kids, hey, daddy's the best in the entire world and have them be like semi-conscious of like what I'm telling them, um, you know, and sort of understand what it is. I actually like very fully remember my dad being like telling me the success that he had at work and like i had no fucking clue what he meant and but like he just straight up did that like he was like son i gotta tell you this thing and like i did this thing and i was i feel like that's different though than your dad winning the masters and you being on the 18th green and realizing like hey if my dad sinks this putt this entire place is gonna go nuts and he wins the masters and plus Dude, they're older seven? they're older than seven they're like they're like 10 or something 10 or 11 all right we're splitting hairs here now because he's got like five they can't all no, be 10 or 11 he, he has two kids all right he has two kids i sure fine. doing the promo for this pod i was gonna label the section big dad energy of the week but this is now officially pete's bad tiger take <laughs> look and here's the thing i'm a big tiger fan i, I i've been wanting this and hoping for this for a decade and no other major would have made sense it had to have been the masters it had to have been the masters for tiger to win to come back and win it trust me i'm don't give me that shit like don't 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 come at me like i'm a tiger hater or anything like that that's not that's not what we're talking about i mean you're just not appreciating good dad moment that moment was made for our podcast Tiger did that for us. No, no, he didn't no, no. have to hug his kids or show them affection, but God damn it, he did. No, and we got thing, to put it on our Instagram at Dagum Podcast on Instagram. No, first, no, no, no. no. See, see, that's what we're getting to. We got to put it on our Instagram because it was forced, and CBS made it happen. Like that was orchestrated as hell. And don't. Uh, and again, like I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, wait, are you okay bleeding with- into conspiracy, Pete? Now. Oh, well, first of all, there's no conspiracy about it. Like that's that's just what happened. <laughs> and and I don't have a problem with it. Like I don't expect anyone else to be there. I'm just saying you know, like we can we can celebrate Tiger for his accomplishment and we should. And we can celebrate that he finally got his kids to see him win a major, which debatable as to whether or not they care. Uh, but no, I mean, that was, that, that, that was, that was a made for TV moment as they all are. And that's okay. Like that's fine. And we should be able to do I, I guess it's more like, is it so much of a dad moment or is that taken away from Tiger's actual real moment? Like do his kids actually care? Like, think about when 
Ted Cruz t- cry, tried to kiss his daughter on the campaign trail and she got all pissed off at him. Yeah, but Tiger's son didn't do that. He gave him the full great dad hug. He It wasn't the Ted Cruz. Yeah, the Ted Cruz moment was not a good dad moment because Ted Cruz, I've said this before and I'll say this again now with his beard, Ted Cruz looks like Wolverine had sex with a meatloaf. Yeah, so I think that those were just both normal, common human reactions to tiger woods and ted cruz if i saw tiger woods and he wanted to hug me i'd give him a hug if ted cruz tried to hug me i'd be like ew you know I, I, yeah he I, looks I like a blobfish yeah i anyway i don't think it's necessarily a great dad moment i think it's a great tiger moment and i'm glad that i shared it with his kids and i don't think that those are exactly the same thing that's my only take Okay, well, I'm going to call it my big dad energy moment of the week. I thought it was a great dad moment, uh, I, but I don't, let's I don't, shift. Hey, I don't have a bigger dad energy of the moment of the week. Like, that's fine with me. Okay, well, let's shift from saying, don't bad let, don't, takes. Don't let CBS tell you how to dad. That's what I'm let's saying. shift from bad takes about good dads to good takes about bad dads, because I, it, I, it's I, also I game some, of... <laughs> I might have some <laughs> bad takes about some bad dads, too. So it's also, it's Game of Thrones season. Uh, like we said, we're recording this on on a Wednesday, Wednesday, April 17th. This is before episode two of season eight of Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones premiered last Sunday. It was awesome. We're not going to spoil anything. You know, Actually, you know what? The show's been on forever. Like, you skip ahead, skip. We'll put down when we start questions, but if you're worried about spoiler alerts, come on. Come on, books have been books have been out for decades now, um, and also if you want a better Game of Thrones podcast, there is one that exists. Uh, it's called Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. It's hosted by Ross Bolan and uh, Barrett Dudley. Go ahead and follow them. It's a great show. It's a really really great show. And after each episode, go listen to uh, Talk the Thrones uh, by the the Ringers Live Pod. But anyways, in Game of Thrones. Yes. There's a lot of dads. There's some good dads. There's a lot more bad dads. And since the show's about to end, it's pretty much now or never. We're going to rank, do our rankings of the Game of Thrones dads. We're, the, this isn't all dad encompassing. I'm sure we, we've missed some, but we got the main the main dads in there. And Pete, do you want to go worst to first? Your worst to first? Or do we want to go uh, best to best to worst? I think we have to go worst to first because I the agree. worst is so, so massive. I think the worst is a given. I think there, I think there's like two really dueling for worst, at least in my opinion. I'm just the worst is Craster. I think there's thousands dueling for worst if, if we want to get into it. Um, get into we're the talking lore, the bottom of the basement on the the dad pyramid. I think I think Craster is the worst dad. So first of all, I think we need to establish some ground rules, and I also think that it might make sense to uh, for us to have like a mid-season recap or possibly an end-of-season recap, just in case. Just in case. I mean, just in case, but half these dads are dead. I think like eighty percent of the list are dead. Either they're dead or their kids are dead. Yeah, but we might like think of something along the way. Or- Okay, or maybe there's a revelation or something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, or, or a flashback. Like we don't have the Mad King in here. Okay, well that let's let's lay that down as a ground rule. Is it as someone we've seen on screen? Like the Mad King's for, been on screen. Well, like an actual, we've got more than a flashback, so that means no Mad King, no uh, Rhaegar Targaryen, um, like Ned Stark's dad, not in. The only thing, the only thing we we hear about him is riding down south and getting his head chopped off. All right, all right, okay, yeah. So speaking roles in real time in the show version of Game of Thrones—that's what we're talking about. Yes, yes. Okay, all right. So and major characters too, because we 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 pulling back the curtain a little bit. We did have a discussion on some minor characters. We did not include them. Feel free to add us. We will read them. Anyway, the very bottom of the barrel, the worst of the worst. I have as a tie, Craster from Craster's Keep, the daughter fucker. 
daughter fucker son donating to the White Walkers are yeah not great. Yeah, I have him tied with Walter Frey. I think that they're equally despicable. So already we we disagree. Because if if Craster's going to tie with anyone, it's going to be Stannis. Because need I remind you that Stannis lit his own daughter on fire. He did. You would do get that. kicked out of the school uh, PTA for that one, I think. Well, I mean, yeah, you would, but wouldn't you also get kicked out of the school PTA for? Fucking your own daughter and sacrificing your sons. Yeah, no, I mean, I think if anyone's... That's what I'm saying, though. If anyone's going to be tied at the bottom, it's Craster and Stannis, not Craster and Walder Frey. Walder Frey sucked, but he wasn't as bad as Craster or Stannis. Okay, okay. See, I have... All right. And here's where it gets... We're going we're gonna to get a little bit fucked up and a little bit esoteric. Uh, I have Stannis above Craster because at least Shireen is dead and at least her dad never had sex with her forcibly and at least there was a rationale behind it as opposed to just sheer blood, you know, just Craster being his own gross self. Well, there was, he had, I mean, if we're saying reasons, quote unquote, like Craster had to keep providing the White Walkers children. He didn't have to do that shit. They're evil. I'm pretty sure he did. That was like his deal. Like that's how they, he got to stay alive. Stannis burned his daughter alive. Yeah, but she got burnt alive because he was misguided in religion and... I mean, depending on who you ask, maybe the fact that Shireen was burned alive was why Jon Snow got brought back to life. I mean, there is some sort of positive light, possibly. I don't know. If you're a follower of the Lord of Light, that's like... Well, well, talk me through through why you had Walder Frey tied with Craster. Because you told me to. I don't know. I didn't tell you to do that. I just put him <laughs> down. I just put him on the list. I didn't tell him. The, I didn't tell you. To, he, no. Oh, because I hate his ass and he sucks. Don't put this evil on me. Yeah, no, I hate him. <laughs> I like you can put him. He is above Craster and Stannis, but below everyone else. I like I'm fine with that. All he right. was awful to his daughters. Uh, he was just a gross human and his miserable actions got all of his children killed. Deserve except, so. except for the except for the one that that Arya spared. I think. Yeah, I. I was that one? Of, I think that was like one of his daughters in law. I think that was his deals. He had only like gross ass. I think mean, he only had like gross ass spawns and like daughters in law. Ah, well, yeah, then, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine putting him above Stannis and Craster. Yeah, it's fine with me too. Yeah. He sucked, but like, you know, basically we're, we're looking for the pieces of shit that rise to the top of the bowl in this one. So, in, in, my next one, my next worst, is one that we're going to have a disagreement on because I can see your rankings. Uh, I have Roose Bolton just ahead of of uh, of Walder Frey because Roose Bolton, if you parented Ramsey Bolton, like, not everything is always the parent's fault, but if you parented and enabled Ramsey Bolton, you are trash. You're an awful father. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no. You failed. You, you definitely didn't, dad right, as far as raising a normal and functional human being in society. And I think in that light, so I've got Roos right there, and then I think in that light, then you go, Balon Greyjoy. Because he didn't really raise Theon because he kind of gave him away. But the little influence he had on Theon created a lot of problems. Like the second Theon came back to the Iron Islands, he basically degraded him enough to goad him into going to take Winterfell to impress his dad. And it leads to him eventually getting his penis cut off. So that's. I mean, that's a lot of. I mean, you can't put it all on Balon. Like, Theon was a dick before Balon goaded him. He was a dick after. Then he lost his dick. But 
Balon Greyjoy, not a great dad. Fiance is no. All right, so that's where we differ. And here's the thing: Roos raised he raised his kid to be a winner. And you know what? That's an interesting word for it. He he God, what's the guy's name? Whatever, whatever. Roos's kid, Ramsey. Ramsey, of course. His well, he was his bastard. Well, he ends up. Well, he was his kid. I mean, we're 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 including bastards in this because we're gonna get mm-hmm. we're gonna get there. Um, we have to include bastards in it because it's Game of Thrones. Um, no, Ramsey. He raised he raised Ramsey to be a winner, a really fucked up winner, but one that accomplished his goals. I would like let's at least you know, regardless of the avenues he took to get there. So there's that. But as far as Balon's concerned, Balon raised a very capable and very strong and loved and self-aware woman in Yara. And I think that Yara is a real accomplishment there. You know who did not raise Theon? Balon. Fair. Okay, that's fair. That is fair point to put out. Yara is a wonderful leader. Her people believe in her. She is aggressive and smart and tactful and everything that you would want in a leader. Like, And that is who Balon raised. I think that Balon's way higher than that. Um, and he did, it's not like he was like casting off Theon or Reek or, you know, it, it wasn't like he, he was forced. They, they took him away. They took him away because it was, he had to, and he had to be the ward of the North. And that's, he had to be a, the ward of the Starks. And like, that was to make sure that, that Balon didn't ra- raise Theon to be some crazy badass that took him, took their asses back over again. Like that, that, that was, that, that was out of his hands. Okay, that's a fair point. You've talked me into Balon Greyjoy. Yeah, no, Balon's Balon's okay. So then, instead of Balon Greyjoy in that slot just above uh, Walder Frey, no, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Walder so Frey, Kras at the bottom, then Randall Tarly, because I think at the very least you're supposed to love your kids, and Randall Tarly sucks. Is that is that his name? Sam's dad, Randall Tarly. I don't know why. Yeah, it's yeah. Randall. As in Cunningham. All right, so at the bottom we got Craster. Above him we got Stannis. Above him we got Walter Frey. And then we're at Randall Tarly. Is that where we're at? Yes. Uh, I, I I think that that's too low for Randall because we still got uh, King Robert Baratheon. I feel like Randall Tarly was a worse dad. I don't like anyone being being mean to Sam. I, I'm fine with it personally. I think we're going to agree to disagree. I think we slot Randall Tarley. We really don't get a lot of time with Randall Tarley. We get a shitty dinner scene and uh, and then him being absolutely fucking fried. He he raised Dick on okay. Dick on seemed like he had his head screwed on straight. Yeah, until he decided to take a fucking flames to the face and the entire body. It's... <laughs> I think the the interesting debate is Jamie versus Robert Baratheon. I mean, I I, I put Robert Baratheon right down, way down there because a he didn't raise no kids. B none of the kids he raised were his. Like, that, that and, could... and and they were they were flawed. Well, one of them was awful. It's funny. Jamie is the father of Robert Baratheon's kids that he didn't really raise, but Robert Baratheon was the father of many other kids who, because he didn't raise them or protect them, uh, suffered a very, very miserable fate after he died. Uh, like everyone died except Gendry, except for Gendry, who was, yeah, who had to row across the ocean for multiple seasons. And run his happy ass back to the wall from wherever the hell they were. Yeah, when, uh, Gendry. Yeah. Gendry was uh, is actually the world's uh, first like triathlete. He's he. Well, we're not worried about Gendry's heart health. He's he in is, impressive shape. Yeah, no, he's he's doing okay. So, yeah. I yeah. think Jamie watched over his kids more than Robert watched over his. So I think that would put Jamie over Robert. He, 100%. 100%. Where do we slot in Oberyn? 
because we really don't get as much parenting with Oberyn. We just yeah, know but he, he, get... he has the these annoying daughters who wield weapons. Right. But he gives a shit, though. And a big point about his whole ethos in the show is it doesn't matter who you are or, like, how you got born. We we just care about you. We take care of you. And that's what makes us better than you. That was his whole spiel, basically. So I think Oberyn's, I think Oberyn's up there. Um, regardless of whether or not he... So he's above Robert and Jamie and Randall Tarley. Like, by a long shot. And So I, I think then that puts us into the big three. And how do these shake out? Ned Stark, Tywin Lannister, and Ser Davos. I think that we need to just get one thing out of the way right now, and that's Ser Davos is number one. Okay, state your case. Did he care about his son? Yes. Did he like like stand by him and raise him as it was? Yes. Once his son was lost, like he like that Sir Davos is everyone's dad. He's Jon Snow's dad. He was Shireen's dad. Like his entire deal is I'm the dad of this. And his big dad energy. He's he's all big dad energy. That's all his deal is. He doesn't want anyone to get hurt. Just wants everyone to have a good time. You know. That, that, that's him. Sir Davos is the best dad in the show. That there, I, I mean, I'll entertain arguments against it, but no, Sir Davos is number one dad. That's all there is to so, it. So the two spot and the three spot is Ned and Tywin. And they're interesting because Tywin could have used in life some of Ned's compassion and love for his children, but... Ned could have also used some of Tywin's like bloodthirstiness and common sense. Right. They are Ned got soft. They are id and ego competing against each other. And I think that that if I were to read a book that that is probably a theme of the books is that they are equal and opposites that compete against each other. If you were a psychology major and that, and if you were like writing a thesis about this show, that's that, that was, that would, that would be my assumption. Um, because they are opposites and they have very competing interests and very competing approaches to how they deal with problems. And the interesting thing about them I think they both feel like from the afterlife. If they look at their kids, I feel like they succeeded in how they'd want their kids to be. Ned's kids are all very honest and intelligent and all show leadership qualities and just have a lot of integrity. Um, you know, he could have done some things different. He could have taught Rick on how to zigzag. Um, could have taught Rob to, you know, may, maybe honor his commitments a little bit, a little bit better. Um, but, but all his kids share those traits and share that kind of integrity. And he just raised a bunch of respectable children. Um, Tywin raised not very respectable people. Um, Cersei's awful, but I think that's in Tywin's image. Like she knows how to play the game. Um, I think she's probably the most in his image. Uh, Jamie, before he kind of like begins his, uh, what's the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, character arc. Yeah. Yeah. Before he, yeah. Redemption, his redemption arc before he begins that. I mean, he's, you know, he's a cocky dick who can wield the hell out of a sword. I feel like that's got a lot of Tywin in him and Tyrion, despite Tywin absolutely despising him is sharp as hell. So I think in, in their own ways, they, they kind of raised the kids that they, they were, I feel like they both thought they were, you know, successful, you know, Tywin aside from the fact that one of his kids shot him and killed him. But yeah, no, I, I, I think that's fair. And I think that's, that's probably a point that 
has been driven home over over the years is that each of their kids takes all of their dad's best and worst qualities to varying degrees of success, more or less. And yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. Whether or not they would be proud of them, different story. Uh, I can imagine just Tywin being pissed off at every single thing that Tyrion does and being disgusted with Cersei and also being mad at Jamie for whatever reason, blah, 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 blah. I think that Ned would just be proud of his kids regardless. That makes, I mean. Ned and Ser Davos are the dads I would most want. But I, th- I think we can agree that, we can both agree that Ser Davos is the best dad of Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. And I think that the, there's a strong emotional case as far as like who you should model yourself after as like Ned is the answer. Like that's, that's what it is. Um, as far as foresight and Machiavellian thinking and having your kids not get killed, Tywin to the state beats Sir Davos and Ned. He just, he just does. And I hate to say it, but like, that's also a metric to be gauged to to be graded on. Is are your kids alive or dead? In this, in this, uh, in this, like, if if Tywin raised kids right now, they would get into Ivy League schools. They would go work for Wall Street banks. They would make a lot of money. They would have multiple spouses. They would own private jets, and they would be massive dicks. No question. Yeah. And I mean, but that was so. That's Game of Thrones dads. That's our power ranking. That is. That's it. Let's roll out one listener question, and then let's uh, let's call it an episode. As always, you can send your listener questions to at the Dadgum Pod on Twitter, at Dadgum Podcast on Instagram. You can even email them to dadgumpodcast at gmail This one from longtime listener Gordon Riley. In honor of Dylan taking the homie to a wedding, and this was probably a couple weeks ago now by the time you're listening to this, uh, Dylan Shivery from Circling Back took his son, for to here's the homie, to a wedding. Uh, they both looked super dapper. Um, so Gordon says, I'd be interested in hearing your takes on rules and guidelines around bringing kids to weddings, especially if you have any thoughts on the 18-plus only receptions that people are starting to do. Pete, your thoughts. Um, the whole starting to do aspect is, well, that's a misnomer. That's always been, I mean, no kids allowed. That's been a thing. And don't act like that's a starting to do, or that's a new, newfangled development. Um, if the thing, if the invite says 18 and up or 21 and up or whatever, like that's, like you, you kind of got to respect that. Like, don't. It's just that show up couple's with kid. day, man. If yeah. you can't, if you can't find a sitter for your kid, sorry. It, either you, you know, you talk to the couple and say, "Hey, I got nothing, nothing to do," and they kind of make the decision, or you just say, "Hey, we're not, you know, we're not coming. We can't do anything with our kid." Um, it's that couple's day, and I mean, how many weddings have you been? To? Like, I've been to a couple weddings where they're like kids crying in the ceremony. That's not yeah, ideal. Yeah, I mean. It, And, but that's also fine. Like we didn't necessarily have for ours, we didn't have a, Hey, you got to be 18 and up or whatever, but it was kind of an understood thing that like, if you're bringing your kids, you're, you're, you're taking off before sunset or like at sunset or, you know, whatever you, you, you took off at a normal time. Um, we had, you know, my, my cousins were flower girls and they were, um, I don't know, eight and 10 or something like that. Uh, and it was cute and everything like that. But at the end of the day, you got to respect what the couple wants. And you also have to understand that it's not supposed to be for the kids. Like it's not supposed to like they, they don't have a bouncy house. Or, you know, yeah, or weddings whatever. aren't fun for kids. They have to stay quiet for a long amount of time, and then there's nothing for them to do after food's over. 
Oh yeah. No, it, and it, and it can get worse. Um, my, I've got my brother and a couple of cousins come from a big Catholic family. And we used to like, we were ring bearers or ushers for like two hour long ceremonies and stuff like that. And so you have to like find a six year old boy that you can trust to like, stand still and be cool for like two hours straight. Like that's, that's crazy ass shit. Um, yeah, if, if, if your kids aren't invited to the wedding, like they're not invited to the wedding. Don't be an idiot about it. And it's not fun for you either. Like spend the money for the babysitter and have fun at a wedding. Like having your kid at a wedding is not fun. Like, I don't really understand this question. I, I, I fully I full on down. Like I know we're like we're in the early, early stages of planning a wedding right now, and the only kids gonna be there are my son and my fiance's niece and nephew. Other than that, no kids. No one's kids. And with with kids from the family, you have a lot of people to look after them and hold them accountable. Like if you're just a random couple bringing your kid, like that sucks. If I'm invited to your wedding and you invited my kid also, I would leave him at home. Straight up. Yeah, you, your kid didn't get an invite. You you and you and the lovely Mrs. Icehouse are getting an invite, but That's that's nice of you to say. Yeah, your but your kid's e- staying e- at home. E- even if my uh, what I'm saying uh, thank you. Um but even if you did invite my kid, he'd stay at home. Yeah, I mean, I've had friends before be like, hey, you can bring, you know, bring your kid. And I'd be like, no. Why would I want to do that? I want to have fun. I want to enjoy myself. I don't want to be like trying to pull up Magic School Bus on Netflix so my kid will shut the fuck up. Like, I want to get rip-roaring drunk and fall asleep in my suit. Don't bring your kids to the wedding unless you have to. I mean, seriously. I I think that's an easy... That's a question that we just gave a long answer, but it could have been a one-word answer or one one sentence one sentence answer. I can I can give a much longer answer about all the different ways that that's a dumb idea, but I'm not going to. It's case closed. If your kids aren't invited, don't bring them or her, whatever. Just don't bring your case kids. closed. Yeah, case closed. Pete, where can the people follow you on social media? Follow me on Twitter at PJ Hart, and that's about it at this point. Well. Great. You can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Banduho. Uh, I also recommend you check out, if you're a sports movie fan, check out the podcast Trouble with the Script. Uh, this week we're doing the movie Draft Day with uh, Kevin Turner from 105.3 The Fan Dallas. Should be good. Ooh, that's a good one. Follow, uh, follow us on Twitter at the Dadgum Pod, at Dadgum Podcast on Instagram. Make sure to share with any parent friends you have. Uh, please rate and review, you know, let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear more of. Um, you know, we love that feedback. So, you know, let us know what you need out of a big dad energy pod and, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks.